Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster, but until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Cloaked in secrecy, they show up without warning. State their business, then vanish as quickly as they appear. Are you ready for the sex girls? Not that I believe in it, but mm-hmm. I can see that. But I, these guys are dumb freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Christmas, everybody. It's this special Q&A episode for December, which means it's Christmas time. Dave, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, buddy. How you doing? Or Happy Holidays, in case you're Jewish. Yeah. Dave. I'm Jewish as shit, dude. <laughs> Dave's Jewish as fuck. Um... I'm good, man. We got a lot of good questions, and uh, oh, I'm I'm so happy people are participating. Yeah, man. Seriously, these are always the funnest episodes too. Because good questions. Cause, well, plus because I don't have to research any anything. I just oh, sit yeah, here and answer know, questions, toiling away in mm-hmm. the in the in the mm-hmm. basement full of files. Yeah, absolutely. So um, and yeah, but no, sincerely, thank you too as well. You know, I mean, really do appreciate. It. I'm I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking baby steps to getting out of the van, hopefully soon, maybe in the new year. How are you going to patrol the streets? Oh, I'll still find time to go out on foot. You think you're going to, like, you think it's going to be like the end of Castaway where he can't sleep in the bed? Like, you're going to get an apartment, but you still have to just sleep in the corner of a room with a steering wheel above your head? I still do that when I visit friends' houses. I'm like, hey, where do, uh, where do you keep your piss jug? <laughs> Dave, we have a toilet. He still pees out the mm-hmm. The flushing puts them off. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Christmas time. I Did you ever... <coughs> I can't remember the name of this holiday. It might sort of pertains to a question, but about... <coughs> did you ever have something like where you put your shoes out? And it was kind of like, all right, kids are getting all horny for Christmas. So you put their shoes out and they get filled with candy. That's a Dutch thing, I think, right? Is that what it was? I know. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I'm gonna look up Phil's shoes. I think. Yeah, like. Well, I think. I think I read a book when I was a kid about how different cultures and different countries celebrated Christmas, and I feel like that's a Dutch thing. We had they put going. out their wooden shoes. Yeah, we had it going for a couple years, and it's just that all it was like when you're just ten years old is a great way to get athlete's mouth. It's just like. <laughs> Yay, loose jelly beans that have been in my fucking keds overnight. Isn't that maybe uh, connected to the concept of, you know, hanging a stocking? I'm sure those kind of came from the same it, origins. It, it, it was like, it was like a, it seemed like a thing to, like, get kids to calm the fuck down 
right before Christmas. Huh. Is what it seemed like. But now my computer just decided uh, to take a shit. Did you ever... Uh, the stocking thing was always intriguing to me because it's like, oh, more gifts. But just, you know, kind of an appetizer of a gift. But then, like, I would go... We had, like, relatives and cousins and stuff who... I don't know. St. Nicholas Day. St. Nicholas Day. But my point is sometimes... December 6th. Like, if I celebrated with extended family, like... If, I don't know if certain certain parts of the family may have been a little more well to do than others. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my, your your fucking stocking stuffers are better than my actual gifts. Yeah, yeah. He got a thirty dollar whatever gift card in a stocking yeah, stuffer. That yeah. would have been a that would have been wrapped under the tree. Yeah, you got a disc man. In yeah, in a stocking stuffer. Yeah, that always blew my mind. Like gum. Yeah. Yeah, my mom. Uh, she was always like Christmas was the big thing. She mm-hmm. was always no matter if we were like. Strapped at like a Christmas time, we never felt it. But also, my sister and I, like, we never asked for shit the whole year. Yeah. There's never like, I want this, I want that. There was none of that. Yeah. So, I th- my mom would blow it out at Christmas. Yeah. And, and still does. Like, it's hard to tell her, like, we don't, nobody, we're all adults. Let's mm-hmm. get like one nice thing. She mm-hmm. still loves seeing all the presents. Yeah. Well, and you're, you're a Christmas baby, so, and I'm sure you've yeah, dealt with this yeah. your whole life, but you know. I like get the uh, birthday and Christmas in the same week. Yeah, I get the so that's why like I, I, that's my excuse for not celebrating somebody else's birthday. I'm like it's my birthday. I'm like we all got fucking birthdays. Yeah, because mine is never. A, I mean, it was never forgotten or anything. But it's always like, oh yeah. Also, by the way, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was always a big fun, fun thing and a stocking stuff. <clears throat> this was diabolical. Do you ever have advent calendars? That might have been just a Catholic thing. Nah, I don't know what that a is. Calendar. It was for the whole month or just the 12 days of Christmas, but it was, a, it was like a calendar that you'd poke into the, a little door and have a chocolate in it for each day. So every day you wake up, you could have a piece of chocolate for the for the morning. That like big deal, piece of chocolate. Nobody oh, gets. they have that in Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. They have a scene where like, <clears throat> oh yeah, whenever there's a scene change, they show that calendar yeah, and they open and the door to let us know how big, close we're getting. Christmas is a big piece of chocolate. My sister, sneaky as shit. Went and opened them all, ate all my chocolates, and then oh. still got the doors to close, so I didn't even notice. Oh. Cold blooded! Wow. Yeah. Mm. She got she got taken a task for that one. That's ruining Christmas. <laughs> but we're not going to ruin Christmas for you because this is a special episode. Let's start with a question from Amanda. She asked, "Since it's almost Christmas, did you believe in Santa? If you did, how long did you believe?" I remember how I found out Santa wasn't real. Uh, I This always stuck with me. Oh, to answer a question, I think I was probably, I think it was in the fourth grade, so I think it was nine yeah. or ten. But long story short, uh, a couple weeks before Christmas that year, uh, I was sick, and I got to stay home from school, and I had like a really bad fever, so I was sweating everywhere. And in Georgia, it gets really cold in the winter, so you know all my normal uh, only had like winter yeah, I grew clothes. Up in Chicago, but tell yeah. me how Georgia yeah. got cold in the winter, Dave. I just yeah, I'm, I'm comparing it to here. <laughs> but so like all my summer clothes were um, packed away in like this uh, weird chest in my mom's uh, bedroom. So she said, um, you know, ah, you're sweating, you're really hot. Uh, go go in there and get your shorts and t-shirt, your summer clothes, you know, because you're so hot. And um, Went in there and rooting around, I found my old clothes and I found some gifts. And I found some, and I was like, oh, okay, look at that. Because it's done differently, but Christmas morning, 
we had wrapped gifts that were from mom and dad. Yeah. And then Santa's gifts were just unwrapped or not wrapped on, under the tree, just a package oh. of toys, you know, that in plain sight. So they would always save those, you know, till Christmas Eve night at midnight. They'd go and just put that under there. Oh, okay. Wouldn't wrap them. So when I got up in the morning, I knew that the wrapped gifts were presents from the family and those unwrapped toys. That's what Santa dropped off. So anyway, um, I, saw, I found some gifts and I just assumed. Santa doesn't wrap his gifts. Yeah. Yeah. She never wrapped it. Santa never wrapped the gifts. So I found some gifts and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's, you know, that's mom and dad's gifts that they're going to give me next week yeah. and I'm not supposed to know about it. Haha, <laughs> no big deal. But then Christmas morning, those same gifts uh, were unwrapped from Santa. Were you a little heartbroken? I was. I was like, wait, no, those, those aren't from Santa. I saw those in your chest last week. So that's how I learned. How much of this plays, like, what's going to happen when that happens with aliens? Hmm. What's going to happen when you find an alien suit? And the you know, <laughs> you see a cop just putting it on behind his cop car to scare oh, somebody. Oh, heart, oh dear! He's putting always oh, putting a bigfoot suit on. Oh. You see a park ranger putting a bigfoot suit on, kick his ass. Uh, yeah, I, I remember they like friends' older brother like, "Do what your mom did." I'm like, I don't care what you say, Santa. Yeah, and then my cousins would always just tear through my grandmother's house trying to find their gifts early. Like, what about surprise? Yeah, surprise! I want to see it. And then my mom got my older cousin like come into our house and dress as Santa one day. Like like when I was like well beyond it. But like we're coming home from midnight mass, which I don't know if you ever deal with that shit show. No. Oh. That's stupid. Catholic. Just are you full and or drunk as shit? Time to sit through an hour of mass. Ugh. And you just watch people. And it's literally at midnight? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Just snoring in church or like laughing their ass. Like nobody's taking it seriously. And finally, my family, like my mom was just like, all right. Like, no, we're going. And just like, it was one of those things like, all right, but you're going to regret it. Hmm. Because then you got two kids trying to see who could crack farts off the pew the loudest. My dad just, you know, with a few drinks laughing like, whoops, hey, you you made the kids yeah. stay up. Oh, that it's sounds a, awful. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty, well, it's a, it's a Catholic mass. It's yeah. pretty torturous no matter what way you want to do it. It's the worst. Uh, it's not like fun, uh, you know, exciting songs. It's the most droll, droning uh, stuff. The only thing is, like, you see like your friends that you wouldn't see normally over Christmas break. You'd be like, oh, hey, what's up? The uh, the um, Baptist version of that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was Christmas morning or Easter Sunday, and I don't think we ever went. But they had sunrise services. Oh, okay. Maybe both. Maybe one or the other. But like literally sunrise. So whenever you know six thirty a.m., they we'd have they want you to go to church like that early. And my family, even though they were pretty devout, was like, nah, we're not doing that. I mean, as far as, like, people complaining about the how, like, capitalism has destroyed the holiday, well, the church tried pretty hard to fuck with it. Oh, you think it's about presents? Get up at 5.30 in the morning and worship your God. Yeah. That'll remind you it's not about, uh, it's not about the, 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 the shopping mall. Um well, anyway, but yeah, I, I, I believed in Santa as a little kid. What kind mm-hmm. of little kid never believed in Santa? Well, you know, that's the thing now. Like Cold-blooded. I don't know how you lie to your kids all the time, but then you just like... And also, by the way, eventually you'll find out that we've been lying to you, but also trust us. Well, It's a weird thing. I mean, I we, I we have adult friends now with children, and I have some that are like, well, no, we're... 
we're not we're going to tell them from the get go that there's no such like let them have a childhood let them have some imagination and some childlike wonder but like just the kids that are raised like as soon as they can comprehend you know no there's no such thing Santa is sort of like a demigod in Mm -hmm. the sense that your behavior would dictate your reward at Christmas ah yeah so maybe by you're like, oh, we don't believe in God, but there is someone who will watch your behavior like a god. Yeah, and if you're bad, there you will have no reward. <clears throat> also, for the longest time, I didn't realize the "I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus" song was about just uh, um, the mother and father, and the mm-hmm. father's doing some kinky cosplay. Yeah, I was always like, that's like. But that just means your mom's cheating on your dad. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, as a kid. And I was like, oh, wait, the dad is... Sad. So when you're a kid, you're just like, why would your mom do that to your father? This song's sad. She's cuckolding this, dad yeah, with Santa Claus. this song's about a broken home. She's going to watch Santa pound my wife. <laughs> I said, I'm into weird shit. The holidays bring it out of me. Um, all right. Uh, you get a question, Dave. Oh, man, I haven't... Uh... I haven't uh, previewed any of these. Uh, I'll throw a food one at you if you want. Uh, okay. Quinn Miller asks, what food trend piss, pisses do you guys... What food trend pisses do you guys hate? It's worded poorly, but I think he meant to say, what food trend pisses you guys off the most? Hmm. I'd have to say, living in Los Angeles, there's a lot of them. And uh, we might be on the tail end of this trend. It was really big about two years ago. Avocado toast. Just the concept that these little yuppie hipster brunch joints are selling avocado toast for six, seven bucks. Yeah. Like an avocado is a dollar and a piece of bread is. I mean, avocado's five bucks. So well, yeah, nowadays. But now you can still find them for a buck or two, and a piece of bread is 12 cents. So I don't know. Just brunch in general. Just. <clears throat> yeah, I. I mean, I've had avocado toast. I'm like, yeah, that tastes good. I mean, it's fine. I have it at home. You can make it yourself in 30 seconds. Well, that's, I don't like, like the the children's food, specialty children's food, like only grilled cheese. Yeah. How about only going out of business? Yeah. That's a, that's one menu item. Yeah. Yeah. But because it's. On the same note, I'll go to a hot dog restaurant. So that's what annoys me. But I understand that. Yeah. I don't. I just, you know, how many grilled cheeses? How often do you like? You know what I want to do? I want to order a grilled cheese. Yeah, and I've never ordered. I would make that at my house. Mm-hmm. Get a bunch of fancy cheeses, some nice bread, good hot dogs. There's different hot dogs. You got your chili dog, your bacon wrapped dog, all the different toppings. That's a lot of items to get together to have a variety of hot dogs mm-hmm. in one place whenever you want it. Yeah. I agree. What about you? So that's that's yours. That that would have. Oh well, I just heard a cereal bar opened up. No, like that's a real thing, right by where they just closed down Smog Cutter. I guess it's called Virgil Village over there. I just thought it was called a bad neighborhood. Where's Smog Cutter? It was uh, heading down. Oh, Virgil. like near the Virgil, like near that area. Yeah, going further down, further further okay. south of there. Gotcha. And it was uh, that was the karaoke bar that all the I think it was all. X or maybe current uh, prostitutes from uh-huh. Asia ran. So a lot of Vietnam vets hung out there. And it was uh, 
It was a hell of a dive bar. Oh, yeah? It was a hell of a dive bar. It was like they had karaoke, but no, it was just a karaoke machine against a wall next to the bar. So somebody was just standing just next, just right next to you singing. Like you, and that, I'm going to sing karaoke, and you're serenading someone that you don't even know and don't want to know. You're just serenading like an old Vietnam vet who's been in there for 20 years. <laughs> and it's gone, and now you can go to a, a cereal store. And I even read the article when it came out. And I was like, well, I get cereals from different countries and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but still. Mm-hmm. Or some other place that, like, they put up a picture, like, it was mac and cheese with goldfish, goldfish crackers on it, <sighs> in a paper bowl. And that was from a restaurant. Jeez. And I remember, not to say that this is how it worked. I think it was on LAist, when LAist was still a website before whatever went tits up. And I just retweeted with that picture. I'm like, this looks like something I would slap off my bedside table at a, in a convalescent home. <laughs> and then I went back to the article, and they were using a different header of some more presentable food for the article. Oh, that's funny. After after like a day. Uh, Jason Megatron Burroughs. What's up, Jason? Uh, he asked, hey, guys. Uh, that's his question. Uh, yeah. no. <laughs> hey, of uh, Of all the, quote, secrets that are potentially locked away in government vaults or wherever, which do you think would have the biggest impact on the public if it was brought to light? That's a great question. Uh, off the top of my head, the two kind of obvious ones, alien dis- UFO disclosure, JFK assassination. I think either one of those would just... Well, that's JFK assassination. We need to go in to explore deeper because all those papers came out, which I think mm-hmm. just proved... What was the other theory that like maybe he shot him on accident? Yeah. It was like the weirdest one. We get, we need to go into that because those papers just came out a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that are more released files. and I, I, I don't know. There, I saw one theory the other day, and it's you can tell the video is doctored, but somebody one theory is that the driver turned around and shot him. I had never heard that one before. Well, how, nobody watching a parade? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I believe that one, but yeah, I mean, the car did it like Christine. I mean, I think, uh, I think, if we knew the truth there, I mean, if we knew that our own government killed our own president, like that just that throws everything on its ear. Like nobody's safe. Our own government got us into Vietnam. Our own government got us into World War Two. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't they take out? A oh yeah, no, absolutely. But just if we knew it as a why fact, why wouldn't they take out a president? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you take out a president? Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, do you think like that whole thing? By like, the way, I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> One time uh, a few months ago, I got in a little pissing match with my mom. Mm-hmm. She's I love my mom, but we go through these weird little phases. Oh, it was when I talked about doing mushrooms on here. Uh, and she doesn't listen, but I think somehow she heard. I can't believe... That you were talking about doing drugs on your podcast, and she and it was the same episode, and and you're talking about doing drugs, and Kyle's wanting to kill the president. <laughs> Could you mention something about I wish what? somebody would assassinate Trump? You're talking about doing drugs, and Kyle's wanting to kill the president. I just, what are my friends supposed to think? 
I'm like, Mom, the boogie monster is not for your fucking church friends. <laughs> Every time I tell do something, my mom's like, I don't know why you put that up. I'm like, Target demos, Mom. You're not it. I love you, but you're not the audience I'm trying to reach. Absolutely. <laughs> it's because of stuff I'll say on stage where my dad was visiting. I'm like, Riptide's like, yeah, your mom thinks you live in an opium den out here. Like, yeah, I wish. Oh, yeah, that's how I'm doing it. It's nothing but naked women laying around on uh, opulent uh, futons. By the way, opulent futon has never been uh, two words that have been put together in the world. That sounds like a band. Got the nicest futon you've ever seen. A a bejeweled (laughs) fold-out. <laughs> my, my, my buddy, my buddy Mike, when we were younger, was like he was always the dude who was like he was he was like he's one of the funniest friends, but like real subtle. But uh-huh. like, and then you get you get worried, like you know, he's really like he gets really paranoid about stuff. Like it, like they were talking about killing the president. Like shut up! What if they're listening? So that became the thing at parties. Like if you saw him at the party, like across, we're like, hey, Mike. I heard you were talking about killing the president. Shut the fuck up, you guys. Jeez. They could be listening anywhere. Like, funny, but like, guys, no. That's funny. You can't talk about that. Yeah. Do you, honestly, even if that was like a thing, like if you say you're going to kill the president, they're going to take every threat seriously. Do you know how big that agency would have to be? Yeah. To take those threats ther- seriously? Not even because of Trump, but through Obama and all the white supremacists. That yeah. They're looser in the mouth than liberals will still just hush, hush. Boy, something should really be done about them. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, sorry, Mrs. Stone. <laughs> I never said I wanted to kill the president. I just said yeah. somebody should. Anyway, if that doesn't get us in trouble, this might be the last uh, question episode. What was the question? Oh, I would think it would be aliens or it would be about a New World Order thing and how the governments are just going to try and, uh, like we were talking about a couple episodes ago, like pushing everybody to mega cities and mm-hmm. population control. I yeah. think that. But honestly, even if those secrets came out, if the, all the other stuff we're looking into is so blanketed in disinformation and the, what's Schneider? Yeah. That idiot? Phil Schneider. Like, all right. Not Fred Schneider. Not Fred Schneider. That's what we learned. <laughs> Here's some files for you. <laughs> Assassination. Busted. That they killed one. Kennedy. <laughs> bang, bang. That one wasn't as funny when I did it because I couldn't remember how the riff went. <laughs> wonder what my neighbor thinks right now. But <sighs> I would think, like, all right, we're going to disclose stuff, mm-hmm. but only to Phil Schneider. <laughs> And you gotta listen to this fucking eight fingered mongoloid <laughs> tell you tell you the truth. Of course, nobody believes it. Oh god, what else um, we got? Okay, um, uh, this is from Tony Brown, apparently uh, from overseas. Well, given the way he says, I'm heading over to the U.S. in September next year, and was going to do the whole San Francisco, Yosemite. Nevada, including Las Vegas, San Diego, Los Angeles, and finish back in San Francisco. As well-traveled gents, what should we really look out for? Um, look out for as far as being careful, or uh, like what should we go try I, to say? I, I say take take whatever lead you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if, if you're from a, uh, Europe and you're here, and if it is uh, be careful, probably just mass shootings. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, hey, how do you look out for those? You know, mm-hmm. it's, you're either in one or you're not at this point. Um <clears throat> 
As far as stuff to see, uh, see San Francisco before yes. it's ta- uh, just corporately overtaken by, to say that. by tech dipshits. Get some Chinese food in San Francisco. Get, gets, uh, I know somebody's going to argue with me about that there's better food, but uh, what's the one that's across from the Purple Onion? Or it's Doc's Lab now. Uh, what Chinese place? Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. I went there with old Son of a bitch. Rory took me there one time. But I, Son of a that's, bitch. That's some good stuff. shit. It's on Columbus. I'm looking it up. You tell them what else to do. Oh, man. Um, take a bunch of mushrooms and wander around Joshua Tree. That's a good time. That is a good that, That's I, worth it. That's one of my favorite things to do. House of Nanking. That's it. That sounds about right. Um, I would say with what Wa- you're going to be doing. Redwood Forest mm-hmm. is fun. Honestly, like <clears throat> you're not going to go wrong. With national parks in the West Coast. Yes. Uh, anything, especially in California, and if you're from, uh, well, wherever you're from, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the uh, the United States, for all its problems, is one of the most diverse uh, countries you can travel by car and not need a passport, travel mm-hmm. by car and see so many different ecosystems. Well, we still got them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially if you're going through the West Coast, you can see uh, the beaches down in San Diego uh, and hit up the desert, uh, Mojave Desert, Joshua Trees, this uh, you know, weird, witchy, mystical place. And, you know, L.A. is filled with all the glitzy, dumb bullshit you can handle. And then cruise up the coast. I don't even know if PCH is still open as about fires. Say, yeah, I don't know in, about uh, that. Yeah, up but in wine country. If it is open, PCH. Oh, yeah, beautiful. I mean, you're adding a few hours on your trip up to San Francisco, but worth it. Pacific or, Coast Highway, that's the one. Yeah, it's every car commercial you see them going over a bridge by the ocean. That's PCH, which that bridge might not even be open right now. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Redwood Fort, that's where they shot um, up north of Humboldt. Well, you're not going up that far. San Francisco is only Central California. People yeah, yeah. Like, people feel it, think it's northern, but yeah, it's halfway up. <clears throat> Vegas is silly, mm-hmm. but then go to uh, Hoover Dam's. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a feat of engineering. Yeah, Moab. Moab. That's yeah. Then you're going further west down yeah. to Utah, but Lake Powell. Oh man, I just I I love the West and Southwest. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go wrong. Send us a send us a personal email closer to the date if you haven't if you have any questions about specific spots. If it's haunted shit, I mean, there's we uh, Joshua Tree's all weird and spooky and mystical. Everybody thinks aliens land out out in the desert. You know, probably you know better more parking, mm-hmm. more spaceship parking out in the <laughs> desert. That's where they do it. Grand Canyon, shit, go to Grand Canyon. Yeah. Grand Canyon seems like a cliched thing to do, and then you go there, and it's hard for your mind to comprehend what you're seeing. That's what mm-hmm. I found. Like, it was so large, it was hard for me to comprehend mm-hmm. that it wasn't, like, a, a two-dimensional... Yeah. Like, if you, if you ever have doubts that you think you're living in a simulation, that would be like, oh, they didn't get the graphics yeah. right, because I can't process that this is what I'm seeing. Yeah. So, anyway, that's... <clears throat> That's mine. Yeah, good question. Uh, Paul H. asked, Dave, you live in a vehicle. What about working in one? If you had a food truck, what kinds of food would it serve? And I've thought a lot about this. I, I, I still one day want to open a food truck. Initially, uh, my goal was to have a barbecue food truck. <clears throat> I think that'd be a lot of fun. However, that is a lot of work. Uh, doing barbecue every day, I mean, that's just 
Because to do barbecue right from start to finish, depending on what you're making, but let's say pork, a pork shoulder, start to finish, that's a 14-hour process. Ribs, 12 to 14 hours. So, like, doing that day in, day out uh, would be difficult. I would like to have, like, a um, a truck, and I just sold chili and gumbo. You want your chili trolley. Chili trolley. <laughs> yeah. But, like, imagine just chili and gumbo, pick your poison. You know, they don't really go together, but, like, yeah. they're, they're kind of in the same vein. But uh, and then maybe you know like fried cornbread to go with either one of them. Hot, hot, hot loose stew in a moving vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you want when Sloshing you're moving around. around. Yes. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I I don't know. Other than the logistics of that, I th- I would I would love if uh, there was a chili truck in my neighborhood. You know, that's a really good chili or real because those are two things you can't just go get anywhere and. To the level that I make them, you can't I, like yeah. you just can't go get really good chili or really good gumbo. If somebody that also was in <clears throat> living in a van next to you came out and said, "Do you want to try this chili?" Would you? <laughs> I'm not trying to throw yeah. you under the yeah. bus with that question, but would yeah. you be like, "Oh, okay"? Yeah, probably not. All right. Yeah, but see that I would, I would, you know, I wouldn't advertise that I also live in this vehicle. You know, just food truck. <laughs> There's a bed back there. Don't worry about that. A food truck. Oh, that's a, a chicken broth in those Gatorade bottles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, if your urine is resembling chicken broth, drink more water. Oh, man. Oh, good question. Uh, I've thought a lot about this, and ironic that his name is Shitclops. <laughs> he asks, or he states first, my dad and I shit our pants two years apart in the same place, an airport. When is the last time you shit your pants? Mm. I don't know. I haven't done like a full like didn't make it. Like I'm like just like a whoops. Oh, there we go. Like a and just I came in hot with some farts, but <laughs> not. Ditto. I have never shit my pants. I have never shit. Part of it is, uh, you know, the world is my toilet. But <laughs> just sound like a nihilist. <laughs> I have never shit my pants. Somebody doesn't realize, like, no, he means literally. Yeah, it's not a figurative thing. Yeah, He's not like Antifa taking down the scissors. The no, world no. is my toilet. I go out in the woods and take a dump. <laughs> I'm not, I get, I mean, now I shit outside all the time. We talked about that a couple episodes no, ago. We talk about it too often, both in an urban and a wilderness setting. Well, I maybe, will shit anywhere. Maybe once you realize that that's not outside the realm of possibility, that mm-hmm. kind of emergency doesn't occur anymore. Yeah, he said it was at an airport, mm-hmm. and I can see being in a hurry and just not having the time. I just got to get there. Oh, mm-hmm. I just got to get through security. I mm-hmm. just got to get to the gate, and then being like, oh, it's boarding, like. I'm thinking, pre- you know, the, the idea of being under pressure and then having to, like, hurry up and wait where your mm-hmm. body does that, like, like starting line, like, ready, mm-hmm. set. Like, when you see sprinters, like, the mm-hmm. squat and then the get ready, and then there's no mm-hmm. release. That's where I've been at with with my body, where there's no release, like, like up. Oh. And so everything, all systems are go. But yeah. The, the, but the rocket can't launch yet. Yeah. I. It's been a long time since I've been in that position, even. Yeah. But I usually get there. I've gotten there. I have an incredible sphincter. 
I'm going to take your word for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hold on. Come in. Holy shit! Oh my god, hey, it's Chicago Madman! Mothman! D Dave! Dave! What are, are you, you doing? I heard you guys might be doing a special QA episode right now for Christmas times. We are! Oh, it's, it's so convenient. I was coming by, I'm kind of like a Santa Claus, and I was gonna come by, I like, cause you know, I like to fill a nice cocoon full of presents. Holy shit! Where well, Chicago Mothman fills your 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 Christmas cocoon filled with hot beef and jardiniers. <laughs> Dave, where are you hanging your Christmas cocoon this year? What would you live in a van and such? I'm gonna hang it uh, on, on the uh, rearview mirror. Okay, good to know. I come in real sneaky, like when you're sleeping. Chicago Mothman, you never know where I'm gonna be. Oh my god, what a treat! Oh boy, I'm so upset. Where's Kyle? Where did he go? Kyle's just he just left to go take a piss. How rude he was going out saying nothing. Every time he just leaves. Oh my god, because it's funny because he was just in Chicago. I missed him the whole time. Oh man, I was looking over there. He's down. He was down at Dahlia Hall, down in the Pilsen neighborhood. Yeah, I was going up and down 18th Street. I didn't see him none. But oh man, good Mexican restaurants down there in Pilsen. Don't lose none of that heritage. Pilsen. Oh. Don't let them push you out with your artsy fartsy grilled cheese sandwich shop. You like Mexican food? I love Mexican Who doesn't like Mexican food? What's your favorite dish? Mott man loves a good torta. Oh, a sandwich. I love it. You know what? You know what? I, I like <laughs> because uh, because of my my claw like winged hands. I got the claws, they just pierce a tortilla. So it's hard to eat a burrito. That's true. It's really, you know. Just got it all over your, oh, your talons it's and like, shit. It's like throwing a water balloon at a porcupine. It's just, it's no fun for anybody. So I got to go, I like a sandwich. I can claw around it and get the good meats in the middle. Oh, man. Well, that's fantastic. You got any big Christmas plans? Oh, man. You know, just going around filling the the cocoons uh -huh. full of beef and jardiniers. Okay. So get your cocoons ready. You know, you got to assemble it. Through some system of string and loose hair and mucus and uh, get it all ready. It's really more of a nest, but since I'm a mop man instead of a bird man, I call it a cocoon. You know, I okay. call it a cocooner. But anyway, you get it, you put it right up, get it over by your garage door, get it hung up over your garage door, maybe okay. put it in your basement. Uh huh. Like a lot of unfinished basements in the Midwest, come down there, put it or put it up over your garage door right next to the basketball hoop you used three times and realized you weren't good at sports. Wow. Well, that dude, that's going to be quite a treat if I get some of that shit Christmas morning. You if you got maybe you get a garage Christmas morning, Dave. Maybe you wake <laughs> up, your van will be enclosed in a garage. <coughs> Mothman, I got one question. Is Christmas time? Shoot. You're going to go visit the family. Oh, What's your family like? I mean, uh, let me go. Kyle's laptop is open here. Let me take a look. Oh, there's a guy named Spencer Williams asking if Chicago Mottman has any close relatives. And does he or the other cryptids get together like I have a Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas gifts? Oh, Spencer. Oh, I mean, no, Mottman. Mottman exists in the imaginations and the hearts of every boy and girl looking up to the sky. Over Pulaski Boulevard, December 27th. And Mott Man exists over the Displains River. Whenever some young children are wondering how come Santa's not out there, oh, Santa may look like a dark figure with red eyes looming over your family while they eat. Mott Man doesn't have no family. You're Mott Man's family. 
Oh man, this it's is kind of sad. It's all my man's looking for flying in parks. Because this is where families go as parks. <laughs> Does it make you sad when you see families? No, it makes me happy. Oh, okay. My man loves seeing a nice family gathered around a pinata or a barbecue grill in the summertime. That's why I go up and down a river. Maybe you see somebody on a kayak having a good time with a six-pack. Oh, man. I didn't know you were so um, sensitive. That's why I like to go downtown during Christmas time. <coughs> Merc, when the lights are on. And nobody could tell that my scary glowing red eyes aren't just some Christmas lights yeah. attached to a demon-like figure who looms over terrified families. <laughs> oh, Mothman, you, you kind of got me bummed out now. Oh, I just want to say that for, the, for Christmas, cherish your families and friends because there might be lonely cryptids flying around out there. I mean, does Bigfoot have Christmas, Dave? Uh, I don't know if he does or not. I would like to think he does. Does Bigfoot have family he gets together within the woods? He does have family. And maybe they hang little stockings over the cave or wherever they live? Yeah. Over the over, over Can you hang a stocking over a time portal? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Or would it go, just go through the portal to the other dimension? That's why you got to be careful. Or do you need to get two stockings? One for this dimension and one for the yeah, other. Yeah, so you could come out and it's is it is it even Christmas there? Oh, or maybe it's summertime there. Maybe it, maybe it's like Australia. Could be. Do they celebrate Christmas because it's summertime down there now? Yeah, oh, I'll look into that. I got more questions than answers this time, Dave. <laughs> well, Mothman, thanks for dropping by, oh, buddy. God. Hey, Merry Christmas to everybody in the Greater Chicagoland area. Uh, you know, I'm not going to make any promises, but maybe you'll see me hanging out over to Salozzi Edelson dealership. Uh, I might be, a, I can't remember where the current Salozzi Edelson dealership is. It might be on Grand Avenue near Bensonville, down where they tore down all those houses so they could do the old hair expansion. <laughs> I think we might be getting yelled at by the neighbors. <laughs> well, Mothman, you should probably roll on out, buddy. All right. All right. There he goes, Mothman. Whoo, Kyle, get back in here. <laughs> oh, what are, what are that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. It's um, six o'clock. Well, I think he's a studio guy. <laughs> I think he's recording music. We're recording something too. <laughs> anyway, next that question. was funny. It was. My, my, uh, I heard him from the bathroom. Yeah, he he's a little loud. He's so enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, he gets worked up. Uh, you missed it. He got a little emotional this time. Oh. Christmas, I think he doesn't have any family, so. Oh. You know, I, I think I, I brought hope, up a bad subject. I hope, well, I hope if you see him, maybe leave out uh, uh, maybe leave out a Christmas torta. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Santa gets milk and cookies. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how he likes tortas. I, I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> Maybe That's so leave, funny, by the way. Maybe I don't know. If, I hope that, I hope that picked up on the mic. Well, I'm sure it did. Boom, boom, boom. Kyle's neighbor just banged on the wall. Well, we we, we were loud. Yeah, we were screaming. Well, no, mm-hmm. Mothman was loud. Oh yeah, we got blamed. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, that's it's always nice to have a have a visit from the Mothman, <laughs> Chicago Mothman. Oh man. Uh, Nathan Dimmit. I pronounce that right, Nathan Dimmit. What is the doom metal riff in the intro from? That's uh, that's a buckethead. That's who that is. 
Buckethead, Bu- really? Buckethead. You know Buckethead? Buckethead was playing in the Chinese democracy. Or yes, he was. Hell of a guitar player. He's one of those dudes that literally, I'm not exaggerating, probably has 45 albums. You know, because it's mostly, it's all instrumental. Like, sometimes he will hook up with a vocalist, but, yeah. you know, he just, oh, here's an hour of crazy guitar stuff I came up with this week. I'm just going to riff whatever I want. What do you think the inside of that thing smells like? Ugh, I don't know. But yeah, that's Buckethead. That's from, uh, I think that's from uh, Inbred Mountain, his album called Inbred Mountain. That's uh, some riff there that I kind of pieced together. Uh, speaking of Inbred Mountain. I feel like I have to speak lower now. I know now. I'm a little, I know he's, he's works from home and he works on <laughs> recording stuff. Oh, man. That's still, I don't know. That that always puts me off, just the past, no. the bang, bang, bang. We were both screaming. It's 6 o'clock. Come on, man. It'd be different if... It was, it was midnight. going on for a bit. Still, come on. <clears throat> anyway. You were kept up because somebody was screaming outside of your van. Well, that's different. Well, yeah. How did you handle that? I didn't. The cops came. Oh, God. That was a story. What, a couple nights ago? Did I ever show you the picture? Of the, the one? We have a character on my block, this, like, 80-year-old woman who dresses all in white. And she always stands outside the Seven Eleven and finger bangs herself. I don't. She, I don't think she's really getting at it, Wait, but her hand 7-11? is in her crotch. I don't I wanna, like how this is how I'm going to narrow it down. I don't want to give away where I live. Well, you know the Seven Eleven. You know the it, one kind of where you used to live. That lady's been there for years. Yeah. And she's always got her hand in her crotch. Oh, really? She wears all white. She wears all white. White sweatpants. She's white. very pleasant during the day. Very pleasant. She's got white hair. She um, do drawings. But she was just, She lives in a white Ford Explorer. She's my neighbor. Oh, she got a car. <laughs> she lives She lives in a car now. She's got a big... Uh, not Explorer. She's uh, more blonde than white hair. Uh, she's pretty white now. Yeah. yeah was, Platinum blonde, maybe. But, yeah, she lives in a big white Ford. Not Explorer. What's the one? Um, Expedition, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, lives in a white Ford Expedition. And uh, just the other night, just screaming at another guy at 3 in the morning, like violently screaming at each other. And uh, I cracked my door, and I asked the one guy if everything's all right, and he mumbled something at me. And they just kept screaming for about 20 minutes, and then the cops came, and uh, I, I don't know what happened after that. I don't know oh. if... Yeah, so that's uh, that's what keeps me up at night. Are you serious? Maybe he's hammering something. Uh-oh. We're not talking that loud now. Yeah, that's not a keep quiet. Yeah, he's he, he's hammering. That's a... Uh, hold on. I want to pause. Okay, that was a pause. I went and visited the neighbor. He was just nailing something into the wall. <laughs> Odd timing. Well, right. there is, though. You're being loud, Mark. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Which that first one, and that's what it sounded talking, like. And we heard it before. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's a nice fellow. Okay. Yeah. I used to have a uh, an old lady who lived uh, below me and uh, years ago, and every time I would... Uh, Get uh, get a little physical with the well, I was gonna say, get a little physical with the lady. That sounds like domestic <laughs> violence. Every time, uh, every time me and the uh, the old lady would get to mm-hmm. take her down to Bangtown, uh, she would bang on the uh, the roof with a with a uh, the broom, and I'd, I was just like I would just yell "fuck you," I'm we're fucking in here. Not now, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> but like you live in an apartment, you're gonna have to deal with a little bit of fuck banging. Yeah, I mean, I still like the I was in an old place in Los Feliz and as soon as I heard like 
DJ music in the middle of the day. I was like, no. Yeah. Unacceptable. But even in the middle of the day, you got there's some leeway there because it's like. Yeah, I was a little more curmudgeonly. I think I was like, no, no, I will not let around DJs. Yeah. I refuse. I understand that. But yeah. All right. Well, good. I feel better. Though. Yeah. That's good. You mellow dude. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Inbred Mountain was the name of. Uh, I'm trying to make a t- fucking fuck. I'm doing great. <laughs> CJ Sullivan text messaging. Yeah. Comic of the week. Really, this, glad this is the one you're paying for, everybody. <laughs> Four dollars <laughs> a month. Got to turn my phone off. <laughs> you fucking suckers. Anyway, um, here's an interesting one. Uh, is it Randy Witt? I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. W i t t e. Listen to this. I just got gifted a collection of Jeffrey Dahmer autographs. Okay, I read this one. I'm because, curious. quote, weird shit started happening in my house. Wait, because? Okay. I'm wondering if that means that's why somebody gave them to uh-huh. him. Yeah. Nothing odd has happened to us in the last few weeks. I've had them. Do you guys think there can be residual funk slash bad karma attached to items uh, possibly haunted? Now, do we talk about this? Like, can, like, an inanimate object be haunted? I feel like we've talked about this before. Well, and going back to actually the first question from Amanda said, what are y'all feeling about Ed and Lorraine Warren? They're the ones who investigated. That's what, um, God damn it, my memory sucks. The Conjuring was based on. That's okay. the doll being haunted. Uh-huh. Well, if, well, if a house can be haunted by a spirit, uh-huh. why can't that spirit inhabit another object? That's true. Were we talking about... Uh, just a haunted blender. There was you went somewhere where there was a haunted chair, but it wasn't even in the the chair wasn't in the house. There was some chair that was in a haunted house, and now that chair had been moved into a museum or something. Maybe I was talking about that with somebody else. I mean, that was a thing <clears throat> that was in one of the Conjuring movies. Okay, the chair was. Huh. Now I'm getting. We start reading about so much of this stuff. I'm confused. Yeah, but I I asked. No, I was. Trying to get a, I was at uh, Pan Pipes, was which is the occult bookstore, <clears throat> and I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to get like a satanic Bible. Yeah, I'm just trying to be an edge lord with that stuff. I'm just, I just want to read. I'm like, I'm not becoming a satanist. I just want to read about stuff. And uh, it's like, oh yeah, I got, I might have a used copy. This guy got all his books because he went to prison. I was like, ooh, what for? And is that going to have a little juju attached to mm-hmm. it? And the woman just. <clears throat> Not that it's unique to like living in Hollywood. Every place has an occult bookstore, but I just love that the woman was just naturally like, <laughs> like no, I kind of yeah, I went over him. I got no vibes. Hmm. Oh, cool. I need a vibeless satanic Bible. Do you have a used vi- satanic Bible? No vibes, please. No, <laughs> sans vibes. Hold the hold the juju. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, well, here's one. Imagine if you had Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, freezer. Imagine if that thing's sitting around in the thrift store. I don't think that's... Uh, I mean, I if anything could be haunted, it could be something like that, where he stored the heads and limbs of his victims. Joe, Joe DeRosa has such a good joke about, like, when they found Dahmer, like, he got, like, the, he let the cops in. Uh-huh. And just him, like, going through the apartment be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a stack of feet over there. Yeah, I know that's weird. You want to see something weirder? Look at this jar of eyeballs I got. Is that really what happened? Like he was cooperative? Oh, well, I think they 
the one guy got away. Uh huh. Oh yeah, but like, but when they did show up, did he be like, "Yeah, come on in"? I don't think there was a standoff or anything. I think it was just like, "Oh, you got me. All right, here we go." Wow. So, I yeah, I I don't know about. Also, I mean, it's just weird to have him in the house. But if you are going to extend your belief to the idea that. There would be bad energy. Is it because you think he's a demon already on mm-hmm. Earth, or is it usually it's because in the way I think of it, <clears throat> it's that it's the energy that's released when you die, hmm. and that maybe if that energy is so disturbed because of why it's dying or who is dying mm-hmm. that it wants to hang around or it was cut off quickly. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> that's why it stays there. Hmm. If it's from somebody who's that's why I don't think. Cemeteries are haunted. I think hospitals will be haunted. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that makes more sense. That's my non-scientifically held belief mm-hmm. of if hauntings are real, it would be attached to the energy of someone exiting this realm for another. In an and at that point, like there's a choice of like, do you want to stay or do you want to go? Yeah. Or if it's immediate, you don't have the choice. If it's murder, you know, untimely, Mm -hmm. you don't have the choice. Yeah. That's the way I think of it. So I think it's, I mean, I think it's people will think you're creepy Mm -hmm. for having those things. (laughs) That's like the the museum of death over here. Mm -hmm. You've been to that? I've been to it a couple times. It was a curious place to go, but then you realize, I met the people that ran it. It's like, man, I think you guys killed a homeless guy just to know what it's like. You really get that vibe from There's a vibe like... There's one thing to be very curious and interested about death and murder. I'm watching Rachel. I was watching something last night. She's like, "You watch this stuff. I don't know why you watch it." It was about one of the, one of the Manson family members that's still in prison. Like, because there's still us. There's still mm-hmm. human beings. What made them that human being? Yeah. You know why are we like? I'm going to make people happy with comedy, mm-hmm. and they're like, "I think I'm probably going to kill and maybe eat some people." What happened? That's interesting, like the whole, like the goth mentality. And um, in my younger years, you know, growing up in my teens and 20s, I dated a gal and we both shared a common interest in like metal and, you know, um, just, I wouldn't say full-fledged goth music, but, and we started, we had friends that were into a lot of that stuff. And there was just the mentality with some of the people that kind of like took it too far to where like, yeah, man, uh, I like, I like. Nine Inch Nails and Black Sabbath too, but like, I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on it. But it was like, like, they went from being, they crossed over from being like a hobbyist to like, oh, you're like too deep into. They just, they loved anything and everything dark. They loved, you know, uh, goth or metal music. They yeah. loved horror movies, and and I love all that stuff too. But there was like this. Some of our friends, there was this sense of like, oh, this is in your blood now, and like. Yuck. Like, does that make sense? Like, No, there's interest and then there's enthusiasm. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm curious about the stuff. Yeah. I want to know about it, and it's a, it's a morbid curiosity. Uh-huh. But I'm never like, that's cool. Exactly. I would never say it's cool. Like That was the difference. I think horror movies are silly mm-hmm. and funny, and when they're <clears throat> over-the-top gory is silly. Mm-hmm. But... When it was like the torture porn stuff that yeah. came out, like Saw or something like that. That's where I was like, 
you know, I've, I think I watched Hostel, and I was just more uncomfortable. Like, like the woman was hanging upside down, yeah. naked. I'm like, I just felt bad that that's still an actress. Yeah, like that's still a person that did that for a role. Yeah, that like, I, don't know. I mean, I know they made that choice and everything, but I still kind of like. And I think the difference yeah. is like what I'm talking about with me and my old friends is like we'd watch something like that, and while like me and my girlfriend are cringing, we look over and our other friends are smiling. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you're like, that's weird. Did you ever watch, you watch Faces of Death? Yeah. And like before you could spot what was fake or anything, it was just like folklore mm-hmm. that Faces of Death was like it's a tape and it's people really dying, mm-hmm. and it had that mix. Mm-hmm. That's like the Museum of Death. It's like you go there and it's like. I'm cringing at all of it, but I still have this curiosity. <clears throat> it's, you know, I don't like that about myself. I'm not proud, but it's like, yeah, what does it look like when somebody gets shot by a firing squad? Mm-hmm. If, if that video was playing, I would watch it. Then I'd be upset that I watched it, mm-hmm. but my curiosity would override, like, I'm not going to see it. It's going to like, I want to know <clears throat> what that looks like. I don't know why I want to know. Yeah. But I'm not celebrating it. I'm not like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, well, that's off the checklist of, all right, that's a one way to exit this world mm-hmm. when it's gross and rough. And I saw it. And now I, I'm, I know what kind of person I am. I'm a person who wanted to see that. And am I happy with that? Yeah. No, I'm not happy, but it's a curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that, too, Like uh, with like black metal bands and death metal bands that have to keep that up. Like... I get that that's your thing and that's what you're into, but like, do you ever just go sit in the park and have a have a milkshake, or are you just twenty four seven doom and gloom? Well, there was that funny. Like, I guess there was a black metal band doing a photo shoot in some I don't know where where I think it was like Colorado, maybe in a forest preserve, right when some couple was having their wedding photos, ah. and they they got together and like, oh yeah, totally. So they're all surrounding like the happy couple. That's that funny with them just in the corpse paint. That's funny. But yeah, I, I, I do watch that stuff when it's on mm-hmm. Luna. Yeah. But then you wonder about where's that switch in the. Because somebody else had another question. We could double up on the. So who asked about who's your favorite serial killer? Favorite's a strange word. Yeah. Use it for baseball players or flavor, <laughs> flavors of Skittles. <laughs> I forget. Oh, man. Shit, shit. Who had it? Who had it? Oh, damn it. I'm sorry I can't find yours now, but it ties into, like, I don't know why. Like, what about the ones that are just, what switch goes off like I want to see what happens when I do this to another person? Yeah, that's. Like when that curiosity. It's not violent people at street fighting something. It's like, no, I just, well, that's a scary human being. Well, just like, you know, the old cliche of. Serial kill- killers as children start off by killing yeah. and torturing animals, you yeah. know? Like, mm. Yeah. And to answer the one about favorite serial killer, I don't think... Again, I mean, I'm curious about what led them to that, but yeah. I don't celebrate the culture. Yeah, no. I agree. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What do we got... Um, what do we, uh, let's go to a food one to lighten the mood. Oh, yeah, I had a good food one here. <clears throat> what uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, yeah, uh, Dylan Thomas Simmons asked, what are your favorite chain steaks slash roadhouses, i.e. Logan's, Texas, Al- Texas 
uh, what take outback, you know, that kind of stuff. Chain steakhouses. Um, what, what do you what do you got on that? I don't eat steak often, so when uh-huh. I do, I want to go to like a good steak place. Mm-hmm. But I went to an outback over the summer, an outback solid. That was mine. I was, it was like I was like expecting, but like, no, man, they're doing it. Outback is solid. I used to work at Outback, I, and uh, let me tell you something. At least when I worked there, every single thing that comes out of that kitchen was homemade. Nothing. I worked really? at Applebee's, where it's the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, really. Everything <laughs> at and... Applebee's comes out of a can, prepackaged, whatever. Everything at Outback was even the salad dressing. I think there was one salad dressing that got shipped to us by like Outback corporate that came in the big mm-hmm. Outback jugs. But everything else was homemade. The French fries, the salad dressings. Uh, you know, all I did all day. It was a great gig. Is right when I started comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just we I'd work eight hour shifts. I did morning prep. I'd go in at like eight in the morning, and there was me and a crew of about three or four other dudes, and we'd get stoned as shit and just chop vegetables for like eight hours. And that doesn't sound like a good time, but you know, as far as just some day job, part time job, you got to have to pay the bills. And we'd we'd had a big boom box. And we had a rotation. Everybody got to play one CD, one full album. So basically about an hour. So there'd be a four or five man rotation. And then when it, your turn, like everybody brought in their, their uh, wallets of CDs. Yeah. And we just, we're just high. And they're, all right, I'm going to listen to some metal. Or I'm going to listen to – a lot of times I would listen to comedy. I would expose all yeah. these guys to like comedians they weren't familiar with. But just getting high and just chopping carrots and vegetables and making French fries and making it's salad dressings. Out back right yeah. Now. Yeah, solid. I didn't know it was all homemade yeah, all it homemade good. it was good i was, I was like, it was like I i'm like it's not the shitty steakhouse Mm-mm. but i'm like hey, it's a chain steakhouse but then when i was eating there i was like god damn all right yeah. all right out back i i think ironically i think the steaks Up to top, me down under that's what i'm gonna you know, <laughs> did they do that when no. you're there no that's a good one the steaks are good but i think all the other stuff is is what i like about outback the chicken wings great wings <laughs> Uh, that dumb blooming onion thing is amazing. That you ain't gonna fight me. Yeah, good, good stuff. But yeah, Outback uh, Longhorn is solid, or it used to be till they started putting. Uh, now they just want to put everything on the steak, and they're putting mushrooms and lobster tails and fucking scallop potatoes and all kinds of shit. Going too far like with that. Texas equivalent of uh, Portlandia's put a bird on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would imagine. <clears throat> just top it with whatever. <clears throat> I don't mind the mushrooms. I'll answer this one. Brent Morrison wants to know best vegan spots in L.A. You, I know you've both taken your runs at veganism. Check out John Joseph from the Cro-Mags YouTube shit for a good time. I have looked into that guy. He seems like a fucking psycho. Man, those guys were no joke back in the day. Yeah, he's like hardcore. They, like They were all ripped, too. Yeah, well, the, John Joseph, too. He's just... I, for some reason, the copy of his book... I forget what, like... Whatever the first book is, is like... 80 bucks online. I don't know because it's out of print or whatever. Huh. It's his autobiography, which does sound kind of fascinating. But yeah, he's like, does just does triathlons. Uh-huh. It's like, it's fun. We're talking about the Bow Weevils where the singer's like a doctor. Yeah. It's always impressive when people came out of this scumbag drugs and fighting scene yeah. to do something. Speaking of which, I saw Keith Morris today walking down Los Feliz. And you saw him, and then yeah. you saw his dreadlocks for 10 minutes following him? <laughs> I've seen him a lot. I guess he lives over in that neighborhood. He's lived since I got here. And I'd be like, no way, it's Keith Morris from the Circle Jerks. And you'd see him in the kitchen at a restaurant. I'd be like, oh no, I don't want to eat up here. Keith Morris from the Circle Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, 
a cinnamon roll is just a whole dreadlock with bays on it. Oh, God. Anyway, the rest of the question is, my girlfriend and I are vegan, and we need your take on a place to grab a bite when we come visit. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm an authority by any means, uh-huh. but the most L.A. possible uh, vegan place is, uh, what, what, where the hell did we go? Oh, I am Cafe Gratitude. Cafe Gratitude. It's yeah. Dave and I look like we were just trying to refill on farts when we were there. (laughs) Yeah, because it's every LA like cliche there. Just us treating it like a truck stop, and you have to order your food. (laughs) The foods are all uh, uh, nouns. I guess Uh, like I am thankful. What is that? Is that a it's not a noun. I am. It's a. It's a shit. I mean, my grammar terminology is bad. But you have to order it by the name. Like, oh, that's a. That's a sensitive bowl, and you have to say, "I am sensitive," and that's how you have to order. It's Fuck like, go for the you. go for how ridiculous it is. Yeah, food was good. Yeah, food I can't remember good. what I got. I got some curry bowl thing. I don't. I, I didn't like. Uh, Somebody maybe get like eggplant, like eggplant sandwich or something. I was like, they got to talk me into it. But it's the most ridiculous. Alley. For the opposite of that, go to Doomy's Cafe, yep. which is all just trash. But it's good. But it's vegan trash. Yeah. Like bacon cheeseburger trash. Yeah, big old sloppy chicken fingers. Worse than it. Worse than a real bacon cheeseburger. Yep. Except for the fact that the only thing dying is you. Um, anyway, that's my take on that. Let's do a supernatural. Did we do a Sam Thomason one already? I don't know. Uh, some somebody wrote a long thing here, and I think just for the effort, <clears throat> Chris. Primo, Primo, it's a little bit Primo, P-R-I-M-E-A-U, Primo, sounds cool way to spell Primo. Applying Kyle's rule that one should only eat what they can kill with their bare hands, what cryptozoological or mythological creature do you believe would be the best selection for a deathmatch dinner based on the ratio of ease to kill to taste? For instance, I'm fairly confident I could take a chupacabra's back and choke it out, but I'm afraid the meat would be pretty gamey, given that it is a scavenger and by most accounts just a main raccoon anyway. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with that. Mm-mm. And while I'm sure a werewolf would be a better cut of meat, I'm reticent on facing one in hand-to-hand combat since I've seen Teen Wolf 2. Finally, once you are victorious in killing said cryptid, how would you prepare in service? Servant. I'll put this to you. If you if you go by American Werewolf in London standards, once you kill it, it turns back into a guy, so you'd be eating a person. That would mm. make you a cannibal. Mm. So that might uh, change your mind about that, or mm. finally give you an excuse to keep, kill, eat a person, mm-hmm. because you've been worried about the, you know, the, the, the social... Uh, mores that go along with that but mm-hmm. instead of the wild kill when I was he started eating them mm-hmm. he was a wolf yeah hmm. what would you what would you eat <clears throat> versus what, would you, what you could kill well I can't with our bare hands yeah or, or not or no no weapons that's what he's asking that was a yeah, old bit about like oh, it's fair if you can kill yeah. it I can't take a squatch it's just too powerful Veal squatch. Yeah, I was thinking about that a baby squatch, but that's that's creepy. Well, you uh, eat veal. I don't eat veal. Well, not morally opposed to it. I just 
I, I never. Well, for now, more I'm, than I'm not a, veal. I'm not exposed to it. Where do you get veal? Fancy Italian places. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever had veal. Yeah, I've had it. It's yeah. just. Hmm. Um, it tastes like it tastes like beef that hasn't had any hardships in its life. This is a little weird, given that uh, he runs in our circle. But uh, I don't know if I could sneak up behind Mothman. I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying is not that I would want to. Oh shit! Speak of the devil, Dave. <laughs> I've been out there listening. Let me explain. I've been out there listening to the show. No, no, no. Because I miss you guys. Mothman. And you take a bite out of me, Dave. Uh, I, I, let me explain. Dave. I'm, I'm just saying you're poultry, correct? No, I'm a Mothman. You're Mothman, but you're kind, you're kind of... Kind I'm of like an, an insect. I'm like crunchy on the outside, gooey on the inside. No, I see, I think you're more of an owl. I think you're in the owl family. You're telling me who I am, Dave. How could you? Point taken. Dave, I'm not hanging out. In the wooded areas between Cook and DuPage counties, flying in and out of trees with my winged clawed arms and my non-defined, possibly human-like, possibly avian-like, but but by name, bug-like body, yet my consciousness of a person who came in to wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, this breaks my clogged heart, Dave. I've been eating so many tortoise over the Christmas holidays because I miss my families that I don't have even because I said before I don't have one. Oh, God. Here but you guys, again. I wouldn't eat. I don't even eat meat, Dave. It was a hypothetical. I eat vegetable tortoise. Did I say tortoise? I meant tortoise. I eat turtles. <laughs> this riff is getting real weird, Dave. I didn't plan on it. <laughs> You know, I'm so upset by the fact that you, Dave, <coughs> if it came down to it and we were both starving on an island somewhere, like that weird one that's out in Lake Michigan that I think is just an old refinery, but nobody could come get us because the lake was frozen like it gets. But we couldn't walk across the ice because that's dangerous. Uh-huh. And I couldn't fly no more because I'd be hungry and uh-huh. such. And there'd be no tortoise in sight. Uh-huh. I'd let you eat me, Dave. Thanks, Mothman. I only ask, Dave, I only ask that you dip and smother me first. I want to be dipped in au jus, smothered with sweet and hot peppers. Sweet and hot peppers, Dave, and some mozzarella cheeses. Making me hungry, Mothman. And put in a nice uh, piece of French bread, Dave. Could you do that for me? I think so. I think so. I need to be smothered and covered, Dave. It's the only way I'd like to go out. I was going to do that or maybe, you know, smoke you. Like, you know, like some smoked chicken wings. You don't smoke the Chicago Mock Man. You hold true to the culinary traditions of the city, Dave. That's true. I'm trying to, I'm trying to push my culinary techniques onto you, and that's not necessary. You're already benevolent enough die. to let me kill you, you and eat you. Let me die of a natural cause in front of you, Dave. Okay. And then cram... A bunch of jardinier down my throat. <laughs> and then dip me in the old juice and then you can eat me. Sounds like a deal. Okay, I gotta go. Say hi to Kyle. Alright, see you, Mothman. Right, there he goes. Jeez, he always bumps the microphone. Man, I makes. can't believe I had to pee twice. Oh, you missed him again. <laughs> Jesus, Kyle. Come on, I can't man. Believe it. Uh, what happened after you said you you'd eat the Chicago Mothman? It seems like, <laughs> seems like a drastic 
I, I also I, I also like that you think you can catch him. Well, yeah, I, I sneak up on a wing. It's a winged. It's a winged creature. That's Dave. true. This ain't a coyote. I think I just want to eat an owl. I think that's what it, what I was getting at. Well, I'm sure there's some questionable country where you can dine on that. <clears throat> I don't think it will. <clears throat> I would eat that. Well, if you want to, if you want poultry, mm-hmm. what about? Uh, I mean, we're going mythological. What mm-hmm. about a griffin? Ooh, you know uh, that? Yeah, that or big uh, pterodactyl. Well, that's just real. Mm-hmm. Well, it's mythical in the sense that does it or does it not still exist? I think I would want to. I mean, a safe bet is a mermaid. Hey, then you're kind of eating a person. No, you're kind of eating a fish. Can't argue with that. Just eat the fish half. <laughs> what if a werewolf bit a mermaid? Ooh. Half wolf, half fish. <laughs> I don't know. Just put it out there. Anyway, that's a tough one because I, we don't really think we can uh, kill anything. I don't yeah. know what I don't know what I could. <clears throat> I mean, I kill I kill the shit out of coyote. You know, very but tough with that. It's not, that's not they're mythical. outside now. Yeah, yeah. We could just do that, and we know your stance on coyotes. Mm-hmm. What about like a wood sprite? What about a fairy? I couldn't kill that. Really, sweet little fairy. Just... What? But I'm just going uh, by the question. Buzzing Chris around. wants to know. Plus, you know, if you're stuck, if your back's good, you're, you're cornered, and, and you got to choose, choose one. It's like eating popcorn shrimp. You know, you got to eat, you got to eat a hundred of them to get well, full. So you catch, you catch them. Yeah, yeah, I ain't got time to catch a hundred little fairies. Sure, you do, Dave. Mm. Jared Smith asked Dave, "You ever had sex in the van?" Absolutely. <laughs> you know how to do it. <laughs> Bringing the old fuck lumber to the van. Uh. Yeah, I did. Uh, honestly, I did have it once. Uh, uh, dating a gal one time, and she just, you know, she was just curious. And I was like, all right. And I you know, I took her to my fuck spot here in L.A., yeah. which is uh, over there by the reservoir. Pulled over by the uh, Silver Lake Reservoir. Oh, that's romantic. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, the van was rocking, dude. I bring the ruckus to the pussy, Larry. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wait. Comedy questions. We got. Uh, well, here's one. All right, Austin Borisi. Austin Borisi. My girl and I were just talking about Baba Yaga, an old Slavic witch who lives in a hut that stands on chicken legs. We could eat her. Mm. She's on chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> We can eat her. Yeah, just going. That's what's. I'm, I'm hungry. It's dinner time. She eats children. She's eating kids already. You can eat somebody that eats. If you, if, if a person's eating another person already, mm-hmm. to sort of stop them, you kill them. You mm-hmm. can eat them. That's true. Or that's like you're eating two people mm-hmm. if they haven't digested it yet. And all that good stuff. Did you guys grow up with any culturally specific spooky stories like that? <clears throat> culturally specific. I mean. Outside of just the general myth of Catholicism, which has enough of its uh, ghouls and goblins and folklore. I mean, culture would be like, I guess, like regional stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of talked about that one time where the only thing I could come up with was the goat man. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. We answered this. Go listen to the goat man episode. 
shit got real out It was cool, man. The Goat Man. I never saw him, but I wanted to. Walked around. Yeah. He's a real dude. The Goat Man. Not like there are uh, cryptozoological goat men, but this was just an old man who had a, uh, a little buggy pulled by a team of goats. We covered it. Yeah, yeah. We're not going back to this. Dylan uh, asked, Dave, what's your best street justice story? Oh, boy. I got a few of them. Did, you, did I tell the story about the time I pulled a machete on the guy breaking in the van? You told me. That was the early days yeah, it was, in the van. That was like within the first month of living here. Well, because you had that all-white van, and it just looked like it was probably filled with tools. Yep. Dude broke in 4 o'clock in the morning. I hopped out. Nothing but my underwear and a machete. Nobody knew it was filled with the biggest tool of all. Yep. Justice. Scared the shit out of him. Um, one I haven't told. This is the pre-van days. I'm always leery to tell these stories because it sounds like I'm bragging or being... Mr. Macho Guy, but... Uh, Nobody's thinking you're um, You're all right. <clears throat> I was living in Atlanta. It's like the last year I was living in Atlanta. It's probably around 09. No, it's probably about 2010. And I had literally just driven 17 hours from Boston to Atlanta. I was on a, a little tour with our buddy Jared Harris. And in one day, and I think I did all the driving because we're in my car. And uh, I, I, don't, I usually don't like to let people drive. I'm just... I'm real... OCD yeah, with that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, drove 17 hours from Boston to Atlanta. I dropped Jared off. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm in a bad part of downtown Atlanta. I'm getting gas because I didn't have enough gas to get back out where I was living. And I don't know if I ever told you the story. I'm tired, and it wasn't a good trip. Like, I lost money. I didn't have good sets. <laughs> and for some reason, we had to drive the whole 17 hours. Like, Jared had to be back because he had mm-hmm. something the next day. So I'm tired. I'm pissed. Three o'clock in the morning, I'm pumping gas in a bad neighborhood of downtown Atlanta. And a uh, little skinny, little gangbanger. Uh, looked like he was about 19, 20. Yeah. He was about 5'5", five, five, maybe a buck 20. Yeah. Um, and I had a nice, it was older, but that gold Lexus. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you rode in, and I smashed the yeah, rear view yeah. mirror or the passenger mirror. Um so it, it's a good looking car. Yeah. It was it was sixteen years old, it was clean though. But it had been well maintained. I bought it from, ironically, Jared's grandmother. It literally had forty thousand miles on yeah. it when I bought it. So whip. to the naked eye, it was a very good looking car. So I'm pumping gas. This little dude comes up and he's got a knife, like one of those little fucking bullshit uh, butterfly knives. Yeah. And I thought it was joking. I saw him coming and he was flipping it. Yeah. And he walks yeah. right up on me. Gets about three feet from me and he just goes, "Let me get them keys, player." And I go, what's that? And he goes, let me get them keys. Like, yeah. the second time he said it, he, he really emphasized it, like yeah, he got yeah, mean. Yeah. And I go, are you fucking kidding? And he goes, do I look like I'm kidding? And I, I, t- I had the keys in my pocket. I took them out of my pocket, yeah. held them in my hand, dropped them at my feet. And I said, it's been a long fucking day. If you can take these fucking keys from me, you can fucking have it. <laughs> And I, like, fucking just mean mugged him for, like, two seconds. Like, fucking please. Yeah. And uh, he walked away. He mumbled some shit and walked away. And I'm not proud of this, but I was so pissed. Uh, He had a knife. I said, go home and get a gun. I called him a name. Not, not, not. I I called him the F word. Oh, okay. Yeah, just because it had a nice ring to it, and I was so pissed. Yeah. But I said, go home and get a gun. There's those words that you know you're not supposed to say when you're just angry. Yeah, I was really angry. I call him the F the word, and I don't. I don't use that word, uh, you know. Yeah. But I was so angry, and like, but I, I was like, "Go home and get a gun," <laughs> and blank, yeah. and uh, yeah, he just he just wandered off. But I was like, 
you're out of your fucking mind if you and your little fucking gas station butterfly knife are going to take my fucking car after the day I fucking had. Yeah. And uh, that, that felt good. I don't have a mean mug face. Yeah. I don't. Every time, I'm like, I'll look in the mirror, I'll be like, what, what's my mean face? I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was just instinct. It wasn't me trying to, you know, you I can mean. be scary. You, you know, and like, you have to pick your battles, you know. I mean, had he had a gun, then yeah, this car is not worth my life. But just something in the back of my mind, the instinct, I was like, there's no way this little fuck nut is going to be able to hurt me with that knife. So, absolutely not. So, yeah, that was fun. There you go, Dylan. Chris B. asks, if time travel is real, but you can only travel into the future and never into the past, would you do it? And if so, how far would you go? Ooh. Hmm. That's a great question. Because if you could only travel to the future, then you couldn't game the system at all. Yeah. Is there a way you could? Like, what? No, because then you'd actually be missing out because you wouldn't know what would happen from now till the time you showed up in the future. But you'd have a unique perspective in the sense that if you traveled far enough, at least 100 years in advance, you'd be the only person who knew for sure what life was like back in the 21st century. Oh, and you'd be in a position to be like, like if you went like a thousand years in the future. Mm Mm-hmm. But see, if I put that into the machine, I'm like, I may, like, I, I don't think there's a thousand years left mm-hmm. on the human. I'm talking like if, if you went like five years in the future. Well, and there's no way for us to really comprehend. We don't have a, when you go that far, you don't really have a point of reference. But I think it would be neat to go 50 years or 100 years into the future to where, like, Oh, I could see how we got from here to there. Yeah. Whereas like a thousand years, that's too much time to where like, I don't know what happened in these thousand years, but 50 years, you could be like, holy shit, you know. But also he says in the future, but not a play. Like, so we just stay here. I think it's implied that you can go wherever you want. Well, even even if you do stay here, once you got there, then you just like now you could go wherever you I want. I guess so. Because then it's like, all right, what if in a thousand years in the future you're here, but nobody lives on Earth because it's just a, a husk? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, this place sucks. Now, how do I, I got to get to Mars? Yeah. But everybody bailed out. I think a hundred years would be nice because right now in our lifetime, even though we weren't alive a hundred years ago, we. I'm always impressed by the progress society has made yeah. in the last hundred years, from 1917 to now. Shit ton oh, yeah. of change. Think, think of somebody plopping down from nineteen. Think of a forty-year-old yeah. yeah. who really thinks what they saw was the shit. Uh huh. And they're forty years old. I mean, even in our lifetime, yeah. you know, the fact that when I was in high school twenty years ago, I didn't know what the internet was. Yeah. You know, ten years ago, I didn't know what an iPod was, what an iPhone was. I remember when was it two thousand six? The first iPhone. Oh like, six or oh seven. I one just of those. like somebody getting it. And like, wait, so. You just touch, yeah. You just touch it. I cut like. Well, and I know these are already obsolete, but I mentioned iPod. It's odd that you can't even get that anymore. But yeah, before, like once they came out, but before I got one, just the concept of like, wait, you you oh, have yeah. how many out CDs in that? What somebody explaining it to me like it's an MP3. I'm like, what is it? It's like it's a file. I'm like, how is it a song? 
Or even now like imagine having to have the whole world explained to you like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seven, eight years ago when Netflix kind of first started, my buddy was one of the first people I knew who actually had that service. Yeah. And I would go over to his apartment and he would be flipping through it and I would be like, wait, just all these movies? Like and that's right when the time when people are like, Oh yeah, in ten years you're not even gonna have DVDs. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? CDs, you're not gonna have DVDs. That's the one thing about technological progress I like. Like, oh less of that bullshit. Like no big C D books in my car. I do. I can't say I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's like <clears throat> short term. I think even ten years. Yeah. Because I don't know what's going to be left in a hundred years. Yeah. If 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 we believe all bullshit like what climate change, flooded cities, and everything, maybe just ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what else would that, get? But would you do it? Like right? What if? What if ten minutes from now, time travel, but you can't come back. Oh wow! That I wouldn't do. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. I'm do having that. a good time. Yeah, not with ten minutes notice. Now, if you gave me a a month or two to really plan it out and think about it, maybe. But no. Yeah. If I can't come back, I'm, I'm living the good life right now. Yeah. I'm not, why, why do I want to shoot myself in the foot <laughs> just for some time travel? Oh man. Mm. Tim Param asks, "How many pancakes is too many pancakes?" I like the structure of that question, but I will say, like, there are definitely too many pancakes. It's anytime I have, like, oh, unlimited pancakes. It's still one serving of pancakes. They know what the special is. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to eat more. No, you're not. It's not not a high-volume food. They never even serve the second, like, they Mm -hmm. don't even serve you the next three just so you could quit. It's just, I'm sure they just give you a look. Like, you just ate three. You really want three more? It's like, I would have, like, one bite. I think four is the proper amount. Uh, do you remember Shoney's? Did y'all have Shoney's in your town? Oh, shit, we had a Shoney's. Shoney's and Wags. Shoney's in my town in high school, uh, they were known for their breakfast bar, breakfast buffet, which in hindsight was just really mediocre breakfast. But I remember uh, one time they had the all-you-can-eat burger bar. How many fucking hamburgers does somebody need? That's not, again, not a high-volume food. I think that's a marketing, like, yeah. nobody's going to eat. Now, like sliders or something, I get that. You know, go to White Castle, see how many little sliders you can have. But, like, these were, like, quarter-pound burgers. Yeah. They know what you're going to get. Yeah. It's like the if you order the large popcorn, you get a free refill. Yep. Nobody – you sit there and you're like, I can't believe I just ate that gallon of popcorn. Yeah. That's That that was a bad idea. You walk out going, I'm an idiot. If you don't walk out of one of those, like, all oh, you could eat pancake things going, I was stupid. Yeah. You're yeah. a problem. Ugh, all you can eat pancakes. I just, you know what I miss? I got to go back to Fuddruckers. Oh, we were talking about that. We were talking about we that. We got to go to Fuddruckers. That's where I'll go nuts, though. When you let me loose on a, a, a condiment bar for yeah. a hamburger, that's when I can't control myself. Brian asked, Kyle, what's the drunkest you've ever been on stage and how did it go? Dave, what the fuck is your problem? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where to begin, Brian? Where to begin? That's a good question. What's the drunkest you've been on stage? And was I there? uh, The drunkest I've been was the last show I did in Chicago before I moved to L.A. So I was celebrating too early. You talked about that on another podcast somewhere. I remember hearing you. That that. was the the origin, if anybody listens to Pete Holmes. Yeah, that's what it was. And Pete Holmes was still a married Christian man. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to the venue early to have my going away show. 
And uh, Pete's like, yeah, let's drink shots. I'm like, you don't even drink anything. So we were just drinking shots. He's like, I want cigarettes. So Pete's smoking and drinking whiskey. And that's what I did anyway. Oh, so Lord. we got to a Drunk point where Pete. Pete was smoking and drinking whiskey. <laughs> and I got on stage. And it was so because it's like, oh, this is my audio Chicago. I'm going to, <coughs> going to Los Angeles to make it big. And it was the most embarrassing. I know we talk about... What's his nuts? Well, that was a one-year anniversary show in Atlanta. Oh, that dumb dumb. This was like four years into comedy, mm-hmm. and like I'm leaving town to make it big. And I couldn't like I remember one joke I'd do at the time where my buddy, who's not a comedian, just had to like remind me how the, it went. And then I walked off stage immediately into the bathroom and barfed. Wow. And that's. <clears throat> If I've been drunker, it hasn't been as dramatic. Uh-huh. That's that's one of the times where I was like really embarrassed, huh. and like and, and and sadly not the time that I learned like you can't do that. <clears throat> it was more here because I would just like things don't go well in L.A. and it's tough. And I'd be sitting at a show waiting to go on at an open mic, just getting drunker and drunker. And then by the time I would go on. I'd be so drunk, I wouldn't be able to work on the stuff that I wanted to. <clears throat> and I had to come to this realization, like, they're not laughing at the jokes. Yeah. They're laughing at a drunk person. Yeah. That's not the, a path to making it. Yeah. So it was like, hey, man, maybe less drunk and more coherent. And hmm. now now the challenge is don't drink at all. Yeah. Which now, if I get a spot, if it's, I'm not getting ready for anything, I got a 10-minute spot, I'm usually having drinks. But yeah. on the road... For hour-long sets, I, I can tell the difference between even a couple drinks. Yeah. Where I'm like, that ah, could have been quicker there. Oh, all these people paid money for this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know that's the whole, like, Stanhope thing. Like, ooh, complaining that your comedian's drunk is like complaining that your waitress is a communist. Like, it doesn't matter if the material comes around. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not sure. It's, it's not athletes. You know, it's not a sport. But I know if I'm in a, the best mental condition. Oh, yeah. Good job. So. I agree completely. Anyway, what's your fucking problem? Oh, too much. Yeah, he's got a few. Mm. Uh, Josh McAfee. What urban legend do you think has the most evidence, most compelling story? Urban legend? Or... I mean, I don't think he's going to visit again, but I've got to be careful what I say. Right now, I'm excited about... I'm truly excited about Chicago Mothman. If... There's so many sites. Singular Fortian is the website I go to, and he's been recorded. There's all these, and if it is a hoax, or if it is like a viral thing where people are just jumping on it, I think that's even compelling because mm-hmm. then it's not from one source making up a video. It's a lot of people just going, "I'm going to say I saw it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say I saw it." And if it's not that, there's some weird winged thing flying around the city. That's either fake, but scaring the shit out of people, or it's real, and that's exciting. A lost, even if it's a lost crane, which is what we thought the original Mothman mm-hmm. was, one of those giant birds. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm excited about right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I agree in the sense that it's current. Mm-hmm. Like we're living in a time right now. <clears throat> yeah, not necessarily living it's in the same city, city, but like yeah. something like that is going down. Uh, that and uh, Men in Black are always one of my favorites. Like just the concept of uh, the the alien version of the Men in Black, not just the uh, mm. the um, 
you know the government agents, but uh, the ones that the ones that are uh, posing as humans. And I always reference that uh, that YouTube clip, and I think they were in Colorado. I want to no, no, it was Ni- I believe it was Niagara Falls, New York. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. But there's the uh, surveillance video of uh, supposedly two men in black coming into the hotel, uh, coupled with the uh, commentary from the uh, manager who they were they were there to see. He wasn't there that day, but he's telling the oh, story. Oh, yeah, them coming in. Yeah, he's telling the story of his employee relaying the story, the information to him about, yeah, they said that they were here to see you, and they were talking about governments and, and conspiracies and UFOs. And, and uh, so you hear the story first and how he – you know, my whole staff was freaked out by these two guys, and he's describing them. You know, they were the same size. They they looked identical. They had weird skin and weird hair and blah, blah, blah. And then you see – it's not a very clear uh, video, but you see the surveillance video of them walking in. And they are. They're tall as shit. They're saying – they look identical. Um, yeah, Men in Black is one of my favorites. All right. Yeah. That, that, that. Again, that's going back to the aliens walking to Earth. We have, we've, we're, we're discussing it. We're mm-hmm. still on the phone with Um <clears throat> uh, Oh, boy. Got to bring this one in for a landing. Real quick, Melissa Jones, have you guys eaten Cincinnati chili? Or your thoughts about it if you have? I have. And uh, good, not great. A little too much uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon. Cinnamon's a big secret. Sorry yeah. to ruin it for you, yeah. everyone. <clears throat> not bad, but... Uh, you know, again, if I grew up with it, you know, and there was some sort of uh, nostalgic uh, component to it, I might feel differently, but uh, take or leave it. Oh, boy. I feel like people have had... There's so many great questions here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know, what to, I don't know what to do. I feel bad. They're chiming in. Yeah, I mean... I guess it's a good problem to have. We we just don't have time to answer all of them because what yeah. do we get about ninety something this time? Yeah, we've got a hundred questions. Hundred. Spencer Williams, will you guys be attending CryptidCon next year? I, you know what? That's not even something we've thought about, but maybe that's something we got to look into. That'd be fun. Maybe I'd be get, down to do some that kind of stuff. Show up with all these other fucking kooks. Yeah, there's something. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Singer went to something. Uh, last year, was uh, the one out in? Uh, there's the one out in Joshua Tree that seems really fun. No, he went to something up in the Bay Area. Yeah, it was something con, and uh, had had a blast. He had a blast. This was like something in the desert. I know the mysterious universe guys were out there. Um, Scott Hunter asked, "What are your favorite girly drinks?" <laughs> I well, girly drinks slash tropical drinks. I love tropical drinks. Me too. I love them. Love them. I mean, I'll go, and that's where I get in trouble at a tiki bar because I'm not going to stick to. I'm going to drink them all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and make my way around the world. I like all that fruity shit. <clears throat> I love. Uh, I mean, a Mai Tai is nice. I got I, I watch it with the daiquiris because mm-hmm. those are a little like too much cream and sweet in mm-hmm. them. But like a pina colada is all. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. That's what we were in Jamaica last year. My buddy got married in Jamaica over New Year's. So we were down there, and I was just by two p.m. just blasted because I'm like, I'm not gonna not drink these. Yeah, yeah, I like all that. Not necessarily a girly drink, but uh, my my wild card, mm-hmm. the one that uh, I never think to get. But every now and then, white Russian. I like a it just it's like a dessert drink. Yeah, I like the I like the mix with the with the cream and the Bailey's and all that shit. Take a break from your beer and your whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah, I got no. I'm not gonna even call them girly drinks. Call them good drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, 
boy. So, uh, we guys are recording a live episode of Ghost Hunting. And we're working on it. It's Russell Troyer. We're going to get there. Mm-hmm. I know we keep promising we're going to get. We got the gear. By gear, I mean the thing we're recording on. We don't have any ghost hunting equipment. <laughs> got our eyes and ears, Russell. That's what we got. Our eyes and ears. Um, hey, Kyle, do you hate Texas that much because you never fucking come here? For real, man, come on. Rosie Purdy. I was in Austin. That's Texas, right? What else do you want from me? <laughs> no, it's been it's been a busy year, and I haven't gotten all the places, but next year, put it together. Sam uh, Thomason. I, he's got a lot of questions in this, but what do you think is Bigfoot's favorite band, Dave? Bigfoot's favorite band? Yeah. Maybe Crowbar. Maybe Clutch. Um, hmm. You want to know what Bigfoot's favorite band is, ironically? What's that? Little Feet. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I was sitting on that one for a minute. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Bigfoot's favorite band is New Shoes. Is that a band? That's a band from the 80s. Huh. Yeah. Braden T. asks, what's the best stand-up special out right now? I know you feel a little bit this way. Like We're so immersed in it that I don't watch a lot of stand-up. I'm a fan but I don't recreationally watch a lot. But the one that I've watched a handful of times since it came out a couple of years ago, it's probably uh, my favorite right now is Bill Burr. Not his most recent one. Two specials ago, the black and white one. I think it's called Sorry You Feel That Way. Mm-hmm. Shot in Atlanta, the tabernacle. Just so many good bits on that one. I watched that, uh, whatever that Seinfeld documentary. I haven't seen that yet. I know I guess it's a lot of his old material, but <clears throat> still got the stuff. Mm-hmm. Still got the stuff. But I, I don't watch a lot. I go see so much stand up every night of the week. A better question is, <laughs> better question is, what's the worst stand up special out right now? Shit, oh boy! Now that's a fight. Oh boy! That there's a lot of you gotta catch uh, catch people in the green room to hear that one. Oh boy! There's some real horse shit out there. Um, all right, let's 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 land it with something. Um, uh, any chance we could see unedited video versions of the podcast? It's. I mean, it's pretty unedited. <laughs> I don't know if you want to see the the video right now. I'm sitting in the learning annex. I'm in some sweatpants. <clears throat> oh man, Dave. Yeah. Uh, Dave just sitting. It's. I can't imagine that this is at all enticing. Yeah. Now, Jeffrey Ross had the question about who are your favorite serial killers or the ones you find most interesting. That is the question. Uh, I don't know. I mean. Ed Gein's a real one. That's my favorite. I've made that joke before. Every time. Like, there's the Oscars. I always write, I'll put on Twitter, like, in quotes, like, who are you wearing? And it's Ed Gein interviewing people at the Oscars. That's good. I'm going to kick out of that one. Uh, I don't know. What, what, what else we got? I, I, I don't know. I don't, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious by all of them, but there's no one that I'm like, but what about this guy? Uh, Tell me about this guy. I mean, Dahmer, obviously, that's that's so bizarre. Um, Richard Ramirez was interesting in the sense that I live in the city that he did all that shit in. Yeah. I, I told you about like about a year ago, I went on my true crime kick when I started driving Lyft. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would just go around, and I, I found some of the, I mean, he did all over town, but near me when I was living in Glendale, mm-hmm. there was a couple of spots where he... Broke in and did his thing, so that's I don't know, that's fucking weird. 
Uh, Phil Schultz asks, uh, Schultz, uh, what's the most fucked up dream you've ever had? I, I don't remember dreams. I did have one the other day. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend were at some party, and it was a, it was a big party, and uh, we, we snuck off, and we were looking for a room, a bedroom or a room to go bang. And for some reason, I was wearing uh, a leather daddy outfit. <laughs> but I was trying to bang my girlfriend. I think that answers the question, what's Dave's big secret? But it was the bear he always hoped he would be. It wasn't even, but it wasn't like the cool, it was like, um, it was. I wonder if there's any leather suns. It was leather shorts and then the, the crisscrossed yeah. uh, suspenders. And I had the hat. And for some reason, I'm wearing that getup, but we're hand-in-hand hand sneaking around this party looking for a bedroom to go bang in. That's every dude I was dancing with at Smart Bar last week. <laughs> I don't have dreams like that. I have... Oh, like in Chicago, after just punishing myself with just like in burgers and hot dogs and beef and all that shit, I had a dream where I was just eating... Half heads of lettuce. That was it. I was just exploring the lettuce and just eating raw heads of lettuce. Oh, God. That's, that's funny. just my body, like, overriding the subconscious yeah. and going into a demand. Please put a, something like, good yeah, in me. Yeah, like a subconscious demand. Yeah. Like, that's... And I've had jokes about it. Like, I don't have... Like, oh, this dream means this and dream... Dreams don't mean shit. It's the fucking leftover scraps of your conscious day assembling themselves in nonsensical manners. That's what I feel. You don't think that some of them do mean stuff, though? I mean, there's. I think the lettuce one did. <laughs> I think the lettuce one was like really my whole body. Like we got. He's stopping now. Get him. Mm-hmm. Tell him to pump the brakes. Hmm. But uh, well, that's all right. We got we got a cap it. Yeah. Valerie Green, 2017 was a year of very shitty things. What was your favorite memory moment in 2017? Oh, jeez, I have no idea. Any favorite? Maybe not the favorite. What's any? What, what was a good? What was a good thing this year, Dave? What was a good thing that happened to me this year? Yeah, you got any of that? You're dating a lady now? Yeah, I'm dating a lady now. That's, that's a good that's thing. Good. I say lady as if I used to date dudes. Yeah. Um, well, we don't know what you're doing out in yeah. the streets. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know, not to get sappy, but yeah, that's, you know, that's good. And I, you know, I this is on my mind because I'm about to head out, but I I have a blast every time I go out on tour. I don't do it like you. You go out so much. You go out on, you know, little weekends here and there. I save it all up and go out about four or five times a year for yeah. about a month at a time. Do a blast. But, uh, man, every time I do that, just, just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime I'm out on the road, uh, especially now, thanks to you guys, that uh, some folks are actually coming out to the shows. Um, yeah, that, that's probably the best thing that's happened to me this year because I've been touring for fucking ten years. Yeah. But this is the year that people are finally starting to come out. Get so people to show up. Yeah, that's very nice. very thankful of that. Hell yeah! Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I would say yeah, touring has been great. Shows have been great. Um, yeah, it has been a year of shitty things, but I think I've I've I'm slowly learning to not obsess over those shitty things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in, you know we're in this new spot here, moved in with the missus. Yeah, that's big for you. Yeah, I feel I feel great about it. 
My neighbors are not upset that we're screaming about ghosts, and instead we're just setting up their own little studio, so maybe they scream about ghosts in their room. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of positives, but I feel like that's what people uh, people are not... Uh, we should take a moment, and that's a good question, Valerie, that people should maybe take a moment to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Outside of the big, um, all the extracurricular shit show that has been uh, this year and things going on. What about personally? You take a little stock of that. Yeah. Moving, moving into this place with the lady, finally learning to, you know, take it easy. I was like so scared of, of not working all the time. It's like, now it's like, no, let's take a weekend off and just go on an actual, Mm -hmm. let's go away for the weekend with the missus. It's not like, Oh, I can book a show so I can write it off. And I realize I'm saying that, it's so nice to be able to take a vacation, Dave. You understand? <laughs> anyway, where are you, where are you parking a van tonight? I, you know I understand these things. I'm not trying to flaunt it. But, uh, but it is. Like, you, you, you know, you work the same. You, you understand. Like, you can't. You never know if it's going to be work next week or next mm-hmm. month. So yeah. No matter what level you're at, it doesn't. that feeling doesn't go, in, go away. Like. I already have like all of February and March. I'm gone because mm-hmm. it's like no, there's people want me to come tell jokes. I'll do it. I'll yeah. do that. And it's not till you get there you're like, okay, I've bit off a little more than I can chew. Yeah. But uh, yeah, learning like all right, turned forty, got the gout under control this year, moved in with the lady, did some live shows that were fun. I think that Atlanta live show was one of the most fun. Oh man, might have to do that more often. It was so much fun. Might have to do that more often. Yeah, yeah. We need to start doing some more live shows. And start interacting with all these fucking yeah. weirdos that uh, listen to this. Yeah, I won't drink any monkey shoulder scotch. Why not? You Just know. drink half as much. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the key. Eat something first. Yeah, that's true. You got fucking loose on that. <sighs> Boy. <laughs> well, all right. Well, happy holidays. Yeah, guys. Uh, you know, look out for the the, the legends. And the creeps, ghost creeps, Christmas creeps, any Christmas creeps, <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night type shit. Yeah, we'll have to get into that. All right. Yeah, but uh, sincerely, thank you so much, guys. We uh, really appreciate uh, your patronage. There you go. Look at you. Like you're ramping up to it. Look at that. No, but seriously, I uh, really do appreciate it. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy these. I hope you enjoy the Dave's Kitchen and all that shit. Actually, uh, we just changed it around a little bit uh, this month. So it's kind of weird because we're recording this in the future. And weird yeah. time traveler. But yeah, I threw, I threw a little curveball in the Dave's Kitchen for a couple months just, uh, just to have some fun and mix it up. So uh, you guys listening now know what I'm talking about. I don't really know because we're recording this a few weeks ago. So. Bye. The Boogie Monster.